This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode, News Edition. It's the week of November 19th, 2020, and this is episode 219, and I am your host, Chris Randazzo. Joining me tonight, as always, is belated release date, Karen Randazzo. Ooh, David. The Warner sister, Angie Fernot. <laughs> this is amazing. And the exciting casting rumor, rumor Evan Goldstein. Do, 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 do. <laughs> On tonight's show, the Pro Bowl goes digital, and a beloved game show host welcomes... T- oh. Never mind. I screwed up my script. Let's try this again. <laughs> Just amazing. On tonight's show, the Pro Bowl goes digital. We say goodbye to a beloved game show host. Welcome John Stewart back into our lives and get saved by the bell all over again. But first, let's check in with everybody. Angie, let's start with you. How you doing? <laughs> I am so glad that this is a thing now. <laughs> Evan broke my brain because he started to lose his mind during the intro, and then I looked at him and watched him trying so hard to quietly laugh, but then I started laughing, and then you said my name, and I was like, I have nothing cool to say. I snotted. Ew. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Whew, I am fantastic now. <laughs> That's um, good. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. My, my what, back what hurts been watching, today, huh? too. Oh, well, that's okay, good. yeah. She, yeah. For a little inside baseball, Angie uh, produces Stone Age Gamer, so I get to talk to her two times a week when uh, when Twep is on, which when is pretty you're rad. Lucky. And yesterday, yesterday, her back was hurting so bad uh, that she couldn't find the humor in one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard. Oh so- my god! You're not allowed to repeat that. You're not allowed to repeat that. You shut up right now. We are muting you. Oh, oh my god! Evan, cut really this out. Enjoyed it. Cut it out. I, no. I hope I have that on no. the master recording somewhere. You do have it All on right. the master awesome. recording, but you awesome. don't need to hear it. Ever, ever again. Awesome. No. I feel it's a pun. Is it a pun? Oh, my God. Was Don't, it a pun? Please. He's going to do oh, it. He's going to say the joke. Fantastic. No, 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 no. You have to. Now no. I have to. So, Just remember, this, this is, is the you. name of your sex tape. <laughs> uh, how, do you make a, how do you make a waterbed bounce? How? With spring water. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's not a pun. That's a dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> and I like yeah, it. Well, he is no. a dad. <laughs> You're not allowed to like that. Get out. Everyone, no. That's it. I quit. That's it. I'm flipping this desk, throwing off the headphones. No. Bye, bye Ange. Oh. You're all fired. <sighs> Okay. So what you been watching, Ange? Huh? <laughs> watching some TV? Been watching my sanity go right out the fucking window. <laughs> no, uh, you I should am... really keep your windows closed. It's getting cold out there. No, I know. It feels so good though. Oh, right? I am enjoying well, it. You see the difference oh, between shut up. up now here, it's my you... turn to tell everyone <laughs> to shut up. <laughs> you know, Sixty degree, sixty-five down here is cold, yeah, and everybody yeah. starts freaking out. Yeah, it's great. Because it's not actually cold here yet, so it's just cool, and I Uh, I get to enjoy that. It's like perfect, go for a brisk walk or bike ride kind of weather. Oh, man, I just love it. I really do. But aside from that, 
I have finally reached season seven of New Girl. I am doing it. Mm. I am almost to the end. I am so freaking excited. I made Evan watch the season finale of season six, and I rewinded so he could watch a scene from one of the episodes today because it was so freaking hysterical that I couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, this is you. This is literally just, it's you. It's fine. And then um, I was compared to Jessica Day yet again, which I'm, it's not even an insult. Honestly, I'm honored. I wish I could be more like Jessica Day. She is fantastic. It's not even, it's not even saying or, or just saying it out loud, she she'll do something on screen, and I just quietly he, he and just slowly and turn and look at her, going, <laughs> "You know that is something you have or would do." Yes, yes. So I'm not sorry. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I am very very excited. Uh, we. Oh no! I didn't. I don't know if I told you this, babe. Mm. I, I just discovered that there is a new season of American Horror Story. Um, oh no. So I refuse to get off that bandwagon. I'm in it to win it. So what's it this? What's it this year? Uh, it's actually one that I think you're really gonna like. It's a Body slash. Horror. No, it's slashers. No. It's it's literally there. The the first episode. I haven't even finished the first episode because I was watching it while I was on bed rest this weekend, and I I got to the point where I was like, this is actually making me tense a little, and it's probably not good. Um, but I the the it's like the premise of friday the 13th right now like it's literally Hmm. this legend of a camp counselor uh massacre and the guy is different they call him like mr jangles or something because he was like a he was a a service person there and he had like a he was a veteran and he had like a like a you know a a ring of keys (laughs) like the old jangly like Like the keys i currently carry all all the time (laughs) no like 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 wrought iron old-fashioned murder keys keys, obviously (laughs) they're not functional <laughs> um so yeah like the the first episode goes right into the murder and the bloodshed and all that crap from like the flashback <clears throat> and then goes forward and it's like you know they're gathered around the campfire. camp redwood yes <laughs> oh boy the official synopsis in the summer of 1984 sold <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna watch it but i like the idea yeah but they're doing like it's super they have like the super retro like font even the uh the intro for the show usually the the uh opening credits are like really creepy and everything and this time it's kind of fun like i don't i don't know where this came from but i am i'm like i'm so in i'm like i'm like both feet in ready to go don't even care if it turns around and sucks halfway through which it usually does i'm i'm there just take me for the ride so this aired last year it seems yeah i just fell (sighs) completely off of the american horror story bandwagon for a while because i was so disappointed oh i remember that i'm looking at the cover for it so yeah yeah i remember that uh, I find it so strange that I, I don't even remember anybody talking about this. Right? That's the other thing. Nobody that I know really watches the show anymore, which is strange to me Holy because I know that I have had conversations with a lot of people, like people that really surprised me in the past that would watch that show, and I have heard nothing, which either shows how hmm. out of touch I am with everyone or just the fact that it's how many like... people also fell off with yeah. the show's quality dipping. Wow. Yeah. I was looking at it on imdb mm-hmm. and you know how imdb is set up for like seasons and, mm-hmm. and whatnot and it lists 13 seasons i'm like holy sh-. and it's only it's only had nine yeah but it's showing that there's a 10th 11th and 12th but there's no information no, for them. That, yeah i'm sure they already have people so i wonder if they're off. actually 
going to continue with that. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, so I'm I'm pretty excited. Uh, like I said, I haven't even made it that far into the show yet. And as soon as I started getting through the first episode, I was like, I need to see if Evan wants to watch this with me because I like I didn't want to go any further unless I was sure of his answer because mm-hmm. this is like so up our alley. Um, so yeah, that's really I'm trying to think. It's honestly all I've really watched lately. Uh, we watch typically like if we're watching stuff, we'll watch stuff together. So we're currently working our way through Glee. Yeah. We are on season five now. Um, wow. Yeah, we are we are working through it. It is still <laughs> somehow fun at times. Well, we like the, we like, we like most of the music, and we sit there, and that's what we do. Like it's we sing along a it's lot. A it's teen really soap cute. opera with music. I yeah. Mean, it's it is what it is. Yeah. It, so it's um I don't know I I feel like you know shows like everything else they evolve over time and uh, I've just been waiting for the last episode of Supernatural and now that it's here I'm like all right let's do this I'm oh, not ready so we're gonna do oh that I'm now? so not you know I'm not ready this is like a fucking horrible breakup it's like getting a divorce or losing a family member like I don't even Damn. know how I'm gonna like cope with a this body part it really is they ter- they're taking my wings. <laughs> Uh, I'm so sad, but it's so beautiful. And I intentionally did not post the numerous things I've been reading this week about Supernatural. But I will just say that I did read something that was really sweet about, um, maybe I will look it up now, but it was basically just a reporter talking about like how in season 12, they met up with Jensen and Jared in Vancouver and they were like doing this interview and they treated this person so well. And they were like, like immediately Jensen orders like a round of tequila. And then Jared, like, like very authentically thanks him for being there. And then, you know, by the end of it, when they're having dessert, you know, the reporter goes to turn off the recording and, and, and like Jared stops him and he's like, we trust you. It's okay. Like they were genuinely looking to see the good in people and they just made this parallel between like how Jensen and Jared, like even as people do really embody like the things that the show believed, which was that message of like, we may all be flawed, but we're still worth fighting for. And we still look for the good in people at the end of the day, which I would argue, I know for a fact, there are times when Dean was very shoot first to ask questions later and fuck everybody who's not a Winchester, but he's kind of come around. <laughs> so... They both have it. I'm going to cry. I know. I know. <clears throat> okay, move on. Let's go. Uh, Evan, what you watching? Because I know we don't always watch the same stuff. Well, we <laughs> were we caught up uh, with The Mandalorian, but we're oh, not going to talk so about good. that. So, so we're good. actively doing that so that... I have so many. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it, it's, it's, it's still doing well. Um, watch. Uh, we caught a couple of episodes of that Eli Roth... The season two of the history of horror came out. We watched a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am every day wa- doing a rewatch of that '70s show because it's so wow. easy. Yeah, yep. it's just I put it on. I don't have to pay attention to it. I can, you know, eat my breakfast or just sit there mindlessly. Um, I'm th- I don't even know season seven. I think I'm up to already. Like it's just, it just flies by. And it's, it's you know, comforting, I guess. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about last week that I forgot to, I checked, I watched the show called uh, Blood of Zeus, which was, I 
I don't know why it's titled two different ways. It's Gods of Gods and Heroes. It's a it's a Netflix animated thing where it's you know it, it's uh, it's about Heron who is uh, the bastard child of Zeus and it's a like a coming of age story apparently <laughs> did you say the bastard child of Zeus no no, no a a a, a, yeah. <laughs> a, a bastard child <laughs> no, I apologize so many <clears throat> the story is it sounds and like they're doing a really good job of presenting the story it's just that uh, do you remember that the animation problem that uh the dragon prince had like there was just something off with it at the in the yeah. first like I, we couldn't really say exactly yeah. what but there was just something it's doing that same thing it's in that anim it's um anime style everybody's really skinny and and it's just i like how that's what defines anime but for like it, everybody's elongated okay nobody looks real and it's what is it called again uh it's either blood of zeus or gods of heroes or gods and heroes i've seen it either way oh wow that is an interesting art style you for the record i live with this man and had no idea this was happening i don't know what this means i i, I, th <laughs> I think you were out one afternoon and i had acquired it it so. means he's hiding something I, right? it wasn't it, and that's Bastard. the thing like I'm watching a little bit of it, and it's just the. I guess it's the visuals are just weird, and I haven't. Well, I have, it's not CG the way, uh, the way um, what's it a uh, Dragon Prince is, right? But it is definitely. It's just a weird wow, art there's a, yeah, style there's a, of choice. A very um, ah, boy, what is they all got like that really sleepy eye looking thing going on? It's mm -hmm. very. It's Greek, like a cross like, between anime and traditional Greek drawings. It's this is a it, weird look. Yep. So huh. it and the story is, you know, if you if you like you know Greek mythology, like that's it's a great story. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's uh, monsters <laughs> are taking apart humans and there's it's just fun. And it's I just can't get I can't get fully invested in it because I keep looking at it, you know, tilting my head back and forth. Going, something's not, something's not sitting right. So it is not attractive. <laughs> no, it's literally I'm, I'm, taking classical sculpture and animating it to me. Like it's it's this like, like the the Romanized civilizations, like the the mm -hmm. Hellenic art like art period essentially. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's also with its with some very deep anime flares as with, well right with, and it but that's what i'm saying like taking that and then animating it like you have to in animation take things to a level of exaggeration and it looks like where they're taking that level of exaggeration is inspired oh man it's it, weird i would say one thing <laughs> it's this not is, well animated either is another big problem because you've got this it's very like you know, the, the colors are very bold you know what I mean mm -hmm. like it is very high quality right like, like lines and stuff like that but it's not moving very well and that, no. except and that was... for the parts that are computer enhanced where it's digitally moving so it's like it's doing that old anime thing where it's like let's get away with using as few frames, frames as human possible, possible. Yeah. but also it's augmenting it with all this like CG kind of stuff but it's uh, trying to, to make it look so silly 
It's yeah, very and jerky. It's, and it's not working. Not working. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's just not working. And that's why you didn't find out about it, honey, because <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I want to share this. Well, the thing is, for me, looking at this, this is actually, I don't know if any of you have watched Berserk, but some of this is reminiscent of when I watched Berserk. This reminds me of that a little bit. Now, I haven't watched that show in at least a decade. Um, I don't even know that show. It is a It's very, got a guy named Guts. <laughs> yeah. He um so it's a very dark and tragic story and uh the manga I think the manga is actually still freaking going. Holy crap. I think honey. so too. Yeah. Um what? Why are the, you it's a me? Oh no, I'm sorry. I looked up Berserk and it came up with a nineteen eighty Atari game. It's <laughs> like, honey, were you alive? <laughs> I love Berserk. I love that game. You're getting away from the giant bouncing smiley face called the Evil Auto. Oh, but Jesus. I actually discovered Berserk through there's a Sega Dreamcast game based on the property. And I was like, oh wow, this is cool. There's a guy with a giant sword named Guts. It's based on an anime. Oh really? Oh, oh really? Yeah. Yeah, that was about as far as it went. But it it was uh, originally in the 1990s. I think it was like 97. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. Um, (laughs) And Jesus, but yeah, it's just. (laughs) Sorry, Uh, the the point of it is, it's actually just reminding me of that a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. especially with the blood, Uh, the effects. uh, But I don't remember. Like anime is rarely that choppy anymore. Um, This is this is. Off. And I feel like there, like there's, a, there are enough stories that they can continue this series. Um, so hopefully they'll figure out the animation problem that they're having because it it could be really. Oh, good. I sincerely doubt it. This seems like a very intentional. You think so? Budgetary yeah, design choice. choice. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at reviews, and so I don't even. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna look away from this. this so is a I, 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 I tried that and. <laughs> Yeah, no, it 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 failed. <sighs> wow. Well, thanks for sparing me. I guess now yeah, I'm just you, so you, curious. I'm probably going to watch it anyway. Yeah. It's like a train wreck. I can't look away. <laughs> it's a morbid, morbid form of curiosity. So, uh, two, two, two more things. I've officially run out of paranormal ghost hunter shows. Nope, I've caught nope, up. Nope. <laughs> you have no, no, specifically no. ghost hunters though, because you ghost can hunters, still hate ghost watch nation and ghost paranormal adventures. caught on camera. Those three I'm out of, okay? I re- You're going to start making your own? <laughs> I'm thinking about it. So this is, so, okay, we were, we, for our anniversary, was that last week? No, it was two weeks ago. No, I refuse to answer that. I can't remember. I don't even know what today is. It was two, it was two weeks ago that we Halloween. went away. And we were, dra- as we were driving, we were listening to other podcasts. And this one podcast was talking about... Uh, an episode or a series of episodes of Ghost Adventures, which is the show that we hate watch. Okay, and then we came back home and we're like, "Well, let's check that out." They made it sound so good, and it was only a four-issue <laughs> miniseries. Oh wait, for the record, <laughs> that podcast was once again my favorite podcast ever, and that's why we drink. Okay, uh, and uh, the I podcast have, is great. I, I, I have can no tell problem you, other than their choice of television show, right? But the thing is, like. <laughs> Evan has not been there from the beginning. I have, I know of Christine Schieffer's, uh, um, affinity, affinity for, well, yeah, I guess she's married now, so it's not, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but I know of her affinity for uh, her love of Zach Bagans. Okay. <laughs> like she was, she apparently even at one point got banned 
and blocked by him on Twitter <laughs> because she loved him too much. Okay. <laughs> so like she just, I think that she has a soft spot for him and she is kind of like, you know, she gets easily scared by this. And then her co-host um, is, is used to be a paranormal investigator. So they have like, uh, that's M Schultz. M M has like a background with this and, and, like truly believes in it. So when something like kind of spooky is happening, they have this like firsthand knowledge of, of those experiences because they did paranormal investigations. Right. And so, um, and I believe M has actually been, I don't know if it was M and Christine, but M has been to the location, um, Okay, you're that giving, this show took place. You're giving way too much time and effort. The fact of the matter is, is Baggins I need to defend my owns my a museum hosts. in Vegas of paranormal stuff. And when the it's when crazy. all of this COVID crap hap started, they couldn't film their normal, so they went, "Hey, let's do a four issue miniseries called Quarantine, and we will investigate the fucking museum that I own." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> The man and, is a genius. And they did. <laughs> and I'm hold on, let just give me one second because I'm looking at the length of time. Forty minutes, forty times four is time I will never get back. It I was see nothing wrong with horrible. this. Horrible. Horrible. It was so so bad. <laughs> but we sat and watched all four because the, the it we kept thinking it had to get better. There has to be something here. Did it though? Did no. It? no, I'm going to be not. honest with you. It really didn't. <laughs> it did not. It's kind of on you, dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> em and Christine, if you ever listen to this podcast, I'm, I'm sorry. So, I am but so you I'm were, hurt. You were wrong. I'm hurt. But that we did check that out. <laughs> don't, don't, don't put yourself through that. It was bad. But uh, well, that's I wasn't pretty much planning it. on it. Yeah. Yeah, we're 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 pretty much caught up. Um, I wasn't even gonna go there. I wasn't even gonna talk about it because it was no. Just I, so it bad. had to be done. It had to be done. <sighs> it's a, it's a warning to all yeah. of our all six of our listeners. You know, don't <laughs> don't watch this show it's, uh, unless you don't like time. Unless you have extra time to give up. Yeah, or there you, you hate yourself. There uh, you go. It's a, a distinct yeah. possibility. Or right? maybe you just love to listen to the insanity that is Zach Bagans. I don't know. He is so bad. He, the, uh, <sighs> He is a special Karen. kind of special. <laughs> Karen, what do you what got? Have, <laughs> what have you been watching? Oh well, I I don't want to I don't want to uh, spend any more time on Supernatural yet. We will, I think, bemoan its loss more next time. We will when it's actually the last episode has aired, which it will have it will be doing the day that this podcast drops. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've been doing that. Uh, I've watched more Outlander. I'm <gasps> in the middle of season one. Mm -hmm. um, they they've now gotten married. Mm -hmm. If you need that mm -hmm. as a reference of mm -hmm. where I am, so I like it. Um, I am enjoying it. I've definitely officially gotten to the sexy part. There it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which is all well and good. Um, yeah, it is. I have one gripe with it, God which it, is Karen. you know I had mentioned to. A, <laughs> One of my best friends, I said, I'm watching this show, Outlander, have you ever seen it? Um, and she said that, you know, she, a lot of people that she knows um, like it and, you know, read the books or watch the show or whatever. But she tried it and she couldn't get into it because basically it's too rapey. Oh. Um, and 
at, at that point, the point that I asked her that, I had only seen like one or two, and I was like, yeah, I think maybe the show is less rapey than the book because it's TV and they can't like show. Oh no! Oh, they can no. only show so much. And then I watched no, no. more, and I was like, oh, oh, that's what she was talking about. No, so, it's not. It gets worse. I'm sure it does. No, um, you're not point- prepared. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. But the point that it was. The point that it started to bother me was actually less the sexual assault part and more there was a scene I think it was it was not in the wedding episode. I think it was after the wedding episode. Right. It was after the wedding episode. Uh she got herself captured by Blackjack and then Jamie and, and their band of rebels had to come and rescue her. Mm-hmm. And then when they got back to the castle she was in trouble because it was what she didn't listen to Jamie and wandered off and that's how she got captured and she put everybody in danger by getting herself captured mm-hmm. and so he they uh, they all agreed that she, you know as her husband he had to punish her by like beating her ass with a belt yep and there was this long extended scene like Okay, I get it. That is realistic of the culture of the time, whatever. That is that is what would have happened. I didn't need to see it all. Mm-hmm. Like, it just went on and on and on. And it was just like, hey, we're stars. We can show this for, you know, seven, eight minutes and wrestling around on the floor and them kicking each other and several shots of her bare ass and him smacking it and enjoying it. Like... <laughs> I don't, okay, I get it, and I don't need to see all of this. Mm. So my issue, I think, is less with the presence of the violence in the story, because I feel like it's historically accurate, but the portrayal of it by the show, I feel, is, like, a little bit gross. Okay, Um, I can respect that viewpoint, because I remember looking at that and being like, (laughs) I think I had a similar feeling, but at the same time, I just kind of dismissed it, because I was like, all right, well, I mean, this is it seemed to me like they were kind of having fun with that scene um, and then turned it around to kind of clarify, like, look, this really wasn't okay. And she has to get him to understand that. But she also has to realize that she is in a different time period and things mm-hmm. were very different. And this is like one of those moments that I think she's faced with repeatedly throughout the first couple of seasons of the show mm-hmm. where she's just not coping with the expectations of the reality that she's living in. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Absolutely. And so I felt like this was kind of one of those very rude awakening moments. And I, I think because I had that feeling going into that scene, I didn't, I, did, I think I, I can definitely remember that scene and, and understand why you'd feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, because you're bringing this up, want to give you fair warning. There may be a scene at the end of one of the upcoming seasons. I think it's season two or three. Um, And you're going to know when you're getting there. Uh, It is one of the most drawn out and difficult things I have ever seen uh, on television. Even like borderline in reality. Like they took the severity of the uh torture and abuse and rape to a whole new level in this show and i think that for the story they were telling they served a very important purpose to that story and i feel like 
I'm very curious to see what your your thoughts will be on that scene, but I'm just letting you know it was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to watch on television. You may want I like uh, you I hon, I honestly think that you should let her know what episode to be prepared for cuz that it was I know which episode you're talking about. Yeah. Evan remembers is, parts of it. It is it is rough. Yeah. Um so. hold on. It's and it's and it's it's Oh, God. It's like two episodes long, but the majority of the stuff that I'm describing that happens is absolutely... Oh, my God. It is not. No, it's not. Is it the season one finale? No. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Did it happen that early on? Holy fuck. Hold on. It. The show takes... like The way it presents certain oh situations God. seems very, very real for a television show especially seeing as it is you know when it takes place and there were some scenes in it like yeah granted i said you know sexy times yes but some of it was uncomfortable it was it's difficult season, to watch yeah it's the season one finale oh my god i can't believe it happened that early in the wow how did i stick with the show so long <laughs> well thanks for the morning hey, yeah no um, you're getting there <laughs> yeah so um i mean i will still keep watching it but i definitely i have issues with the way that the the way the way the show is handling some of these things mm -hmm. um and as a palate cleanser <laughs> the, the on the opposite end of the spectrum of things i've been watching is more uh great british bake-off i am uh, most of the way through whatever collection one is on netflix god help us with what series or season that might be but um but it's I know so many people like it because of how nice everyone is to each other. And I like that, too. Um, I mean... There's a butt coming. Is, I could feel it. It is nice. Um, I... When I used to watch reality cooking competition shows, it didn't bother me that they're... Like, it was kind of fun to watch them be mean to each other. So, like, them being nice to each other, it's nice. But it's not, like, what I'm there for. What actually I find comforting the most about it is just the rhythms of the show and the way they describe the food and the processes and the things they have, the w how you have to treat the yeast, and now you're going to put it in the proving drawer, and, and just, it's just nice to listen to. It feels cozy. Should I have a proving drawer? Uh, <laughs> you're not a professional. I don't know where we'd put a proving drawer. It's just a place to rise. Hmm. which generally is our kitchen counter. Yeah. I feel like it's a, sl a slightly warmed enclosed space. Oh. But uh but we don't I don't know where we'd put that. But anyway. <laughs> uh Bake Off is 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 the balm to any time I have a a terrible day I watch a Bake Off and I feel better. Oh, that makes me happy. Um, so that is what I have been doing with my TV time that has not been with my husband. Ah. What have you both been watching? What are, what are you guys into? Cora? Well, uh, I haven't been watching much of anything by myself. I've been uh, obsessing over a ginormous project in my basement, and it is effectively the, the it's structurally done now. Now I'm going through everything piece by piece and kind of paring things down, which is insanely fun to me, but not really relevant to this <laughs> show. So uh, <laughs> we've been uh, watching a little bit more Korra. We've started season three. and um, So there are more air airbenders. 
And yes, that's cool. there are more airbenders, and uh, we're still in that like the 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 big setup, right? So I think we're only what two episodes into yeah, maybe uh, season three. So we've met Zahir. They don't know what he's about yet, hmm. and he's broken out uh, the lava bender and the girl with the water arms. Hmm. So there's there's one more of the crew to break out, and then we get to kind of find out where this season goes. And uh, this this was a this was such a memorable season. I'm really looking forward to watching it with everybody and watching the way things kind of come together at the end, like some of the kind of visually shocking moments toward the end of this season. And just some of the, you know, the, the, the whole bit with the chains, like I'm, I'm really excited to watch the rest of this season. <laughs> yes. This is a, such a cool show. That so that's been fun. I I'm, I'm I love that the kids are still enjoying the show, and I love that Karen still seems to be enjoying the show, and that's a lot of fun. Um, obviously, Mandalorian has mm-hmm. been good. I've uh, I've had some fun conversations with some people about it because uh, the the episode that just aired included uh, more Mandalorians, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are watching this show that have never watched the animated series because the animated series is for kids and this is not this is live action for all star wars fans and the animated series are like these are kids shows that also happen to be very good kids shows but still kids shows so a lot of people that i know are like so i mean what's they 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 looked up these new characters these quote-unquote new characters and like what what should i go back and watch it and i'm like all right look Here's what I recommend. <laughs> I put I put together a uh, an episode watch list for Clone Wars. Hell yes. That is like I'm gonna say it's about sixty-five percent of the series. So like I do not recommend most people actually watch that whole show because there are a lot of pointless filler episodes. There's some there's a bunch of Jar Jar Binks in there. Like, there's that show got off to such a rocky start before mm-hmm. finding its footing. And, and not only because it was weird, but because it was aired so grotesquely out of order. So, at a certain point, um, Karen expressed an interest in learning more about Ahsoka Tano. And I said, Well, you should not watch this whole show. So I went through when I was doing my big star Wars rewatch stuff a couple of years ago, I went through episode by episode, put it in chronological order and then took out everything that wasn't necessary or fun. Got it down to 14 minutes worth of television. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say it's probably around 60 to 70% of the show. And I, so I I forwarded this list to a couple of friends of mine and like, okay, so, so, if you want to if you want to do this, this is how you should do it. And you're still going to have to trudge through some schlock because you're going to need to watch the Clone Wars movie, which is not good, but it's it's important because it's the introduction of Ahsoka Tano, who is a pretty important character and super awesome in the long run. Uh but yeah, you still have to sit through some schlock, but generally speaking, you lose all of the like the six episode run that's about a bunch of droids that has nothing to do with anything ever. Like there's so <laughs> many stretches in that show where you're just like, stop, just this, this is just not fun for me. <laughs> and would uh, you be against sharing that with our, with the class? No, not at all. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll include a link to it in the show notes or, or something, or just 
probably make a, a list. I'll figure out a way of sharing it with everybody. But if you do want to go, go in and watch Clone Wars, which I do recommend because the high points in that are incredibly well done. And if you're enjoying Mandalorian, it's the same basic kind of storytelling because it's still the same you know, core creative team, right? It's, uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Um, Favreau. <laughs> no, not Favreau, the other guy. I have no idea. You're the star. Filoni, Filoni Dave Filoni. <laughs> Jesus, I can't thank you very much. Wow, honey. good job. Yeah. And Dave Filoni, That's he was love. kind of the showrunner. He's <laughs> the showrunner for Clone Wars and Rebels. And they, the whole thing were like, now in this new season, Boba Fett's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, Dave Filoni handled Darth Maul so incredibly well throughout both Clone Wars and Rebels uh, that uh, wherever he's going with, like, really wherever he's going, I'm totally on board because uh, the high points of Clone Wars in particular of basically taking the potential of the prequel trilogy, like the stuff they got right, Mm -hmm. and executing it with you know, good execution, I guess <laughs> the word I'm looking for, like with, without bad acting and bad script writing and without them being bad, like just taking all that, that promise, like the stuff Take that George that Lucas was out of it, <laughs> the stuff Lucas was really good at, you know, world building mm-hmm. and like saying, here's the story. Someone tell it. So he told it, and it was great, and like really writing a lot of. I think you you've heard me talk about a bunch of stuff where like they're going into Obi Wan actually secretly knew about Anakin and Padme, just not officially confirmed. He was like kind of assumed it, like mm-hmm. all these little things that make so many things. They make the prequels better. They don't make them good because that's impossible, but they make <laughs> the prequels better, uh, and that's really really outstanding. And I I recommend watching all of Rebels because like. There are some filler episodes, but weeding them out kind of is more detrimental. Like, yes, you'll watch some episodes and be like, well, you know, that was a kid's show and, and that was a thing that happened. But that, those are the kind of filler episodes that lead to being more attached to the characters. Because if it's all just the awesome shit, then it's going to feel less awesome because you're not as connected to those characters because you didn't sit through them, right. you know, finding a soda or something <laughs> it's uh, those little no, filler no, no. episodes ahsoka ahsoka sorry okay. ahsoka soda <laughs> oh jesus i started this i'm sorry <laughs> so that that was that's been that's been some fun conversations surrounding mandalorian i'm really excited to see where it goes because i i didn't have a lot of doubts about it because uh you know dave filoni's been at this for such a long time he has a really good grasp on how to tell a good star wars story uh, but it is it never ceases to amaze me how awesome it is to have something that looks like live action Star Wars movies on a week by week basis. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real honest to goodness Star Wars show and I'm so thankful for its existence. The other thing Karen and I started uh was The Queen's Gambit. Oh, how is that? Uh we watched the first episode and I was really into it i thought it was great it's fascinating and i really want to see where it goes but it's also been an exhausting like week or so like just physically exhausting and every time we've gotten to the end of the day you're like well we could watch more queen's gambit but it's it's one of those kinds of shows that demands your attention like it's 
I was like, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll watch the first episode of this. It'll be cool. And I, you know, get my computer out. Like I'm going to do some editing. And I was like, within minutes I had just stopped. No, this, this demands my attention. It is enthralling. I, I find it fascinating, but uh, it's about a girl who is, uh, is like a prodigy at chess and, and an orphan a prodigy at chess and having a shitty life <laughs> and she's really good at both of those things nice. and uh it's it's that that's the premise of the show that, that's as far as i'll i'll say because there's just a lot to i'm sure we'll have it. more to say next time yeah because we've only watched the first episode and, and it's, it's a limited series so we'll probably be able to bang it out by the next time we record yeah i hope so i, I hope so because it's um the first episode was it starts off with uh, where you, I assume you're going to be for the rest of the series, but then it's all flashback to her as a kid, which is also very interesting, but that it's all like laying groundwork for where it's going next. So uh, we haven't really seen where it goes next yet, but uh, first episode made a really strong impression. That's cool. awesome. Yeah, I read about it actually just today for the first time, and... I was curious. I didn't know anybody who had watched it yet until now. So, yeah. Until now. Hooray. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps up our What We've Been Doing segment. We're going to take ourselves a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to attack the news with a ferocity of a thousand suns. You're listening to this week's episode on Geekade.com. Stick around. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Now it's time for a special news bulletin from this week's episode. I'm just kidding. They're all news bulletins, and they're not new. But uh, they're new to they're new to you because they're new to us. So let's dive in. What's the first thing on our news list today? <laughs> we don't need a recording of anything. We'll just have Chris do all of our sound effects. <laughs> I'm a pro. All right. First up, this comes to us by way of Deadline.com. Adam's Family live action TV series from Tim Burton heats up TV marketplace. I don't know who posted this one. I didn't even bother reading the story because I saw Adam's family live action Tim Burton and said, that's a match made in hell. Let's do it. <laughs> so that means it's going to be um, Helen Bottom Carner's Morticia and uh, what's his name? Not Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp. As, no, no, no. As... <laughs> Tom Hanks is Gomez. I want that. <laughs> Slap a mustache on that guy and Sold. let's go. <laughs> like, why is he touching Adam's family? Is that nothing? Because there I'm are just... so many things just being remade now, 
and like no new ideas. It's very this frustrating. one of those properties that just seems tailor made for Tim Burton. Well, I mean, I don't I, I, seriously. It's like I did not care for the. You know, I'll always love him for Batman, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done a lot of stuff that I've really liked, and a lot of stuff that I have not cared for at all, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and those Alice in Wonderland movies. Like this seems like he also did a Wizard could, of Oz, didn't he? Didn't he do one? Did he do that? That the that great, Return to Oz? No, the with great, the, uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Wasn't that him? With the uh, oh god, was that him? I don't know. I kind of liked that movie. That wasn't bad. That's... So uh, Tim Tim Burton could really go either way, and it seems like with Adam's family, we're in a situation where it was like, uh, oh god, oh god, it's Planet of the Apes all over again. We're in a Planet of the Apes situation, oh, no. right? <laughs> Tim Burton, Planet of the Apes. How could that go bad? That's how that goes bad. Watch. Yeah. But you know what? It's possible this could turn out just right. This cool. is this is his wheelhouse, the kind of goofy macabre stuff. So. Just well, so you know, know, he's doing the whole show from Wednesday's perspective, apparently. So then there you go. Well, that's kind of cool. And what the world would look to, like to her in 2020. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully not 2020. Because <laughs> well, actually, well, that. It would, she then would she'll be, be happy smiling. Smiling. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> she would. Ju- it'd just be like People her in a lawn chair, left and being right happy. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, I the all the <clears throat> chatter I saw about this was a bunch of people, you know bitching we're gonna be cramming diversity down our throats with this one like gomez is literally latino <laughs> holy shit <laughs> fuck off oh my god yeah that's, that's true cram- and then oh. a bunch of people saying like well, let's cast oscar isaac then <laughs> which i don't hate the which he'll just but be he all of be television busy. from now on yeah I, I think he's gonna be busy with a more important role no i have no idea no. who i'd cast in the new uh Sorry. I have absolutely no idea who I would cast in a in a new Adams Family. The original Adams Family, not, not original, like Chris, the old you, TV series. You do know it's Johnny Depp. <laughs> it's, it's Johnny it's, Depp's not going to do a TV series. It's Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp just got fired off of uh, the, the last uh, Fantastic Beasts movie. So I know. yeah, I don't think Johnny, Johnny Depp Depp's put on a fake nose movie. and a chin for a Kevin Smith movie. So. Johnny Depp's not above anything, okay? No, he's not above anything, but he, he he's starting to become, like, untouchable, like, toxic untouchable. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see... Uh, no, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I know Tim Burton has a long love affair with uh, Johnny Depp, but I, I can't imagine him putting Johnny Depp in, that, in this movie. But would it surprise you? That TV show. <laughs> it would honestly surprise me. It would... Honestly, surprised me to see Johnny Depp in this show. But regardless, I want to see that I, fan art. So you know, someone out there has already made up that visual. <clears throat> it's got to be Tom Hanks. Honestly, you guys hit the you guys hit the hammer on the nail there. It's gonna be Tom Hanks all day, all day. No, that was hitting the nail, not with the hammer. That was hitting the the hammer with the nail. Yes. There it is. Ham, hammer on the nail. All right. I can next say up. Words. Uh, this just was something Evan posted from YouTube, uh, the official trailer for Animaniacs 2020. I didn't watch it because I'm already sold and I don't want to see anything else. So the problem with this is the image that pops up is an Mm -hmm. anime style and that's not what it is. So... I was. Well, I, I assume that's a joke from the show. Somewhere, that they're going was, to be making it, fun of anime at some point. And I'm like, that looks amazing. I it was half a minutes. second in the trailer, and they, that's the still that they grabbed. <laughs> 
But it was it, it's Animaniacs. The, it, it's it's exactly what it the was. animation looks the same. Yeah, the like, voices yeah, are just, the same. Everything's the same except modernized. It's, it's well, it's also not. It's just the Warners, the Warners, and Pinky and the Brain. Right. Yep. So far. So there's so, yeah. that we know of. Yeah. That we know of. It, from what I've come to understand, that's what it is, and. Like they they didn't mess with any of the other characters except Rick, there's probably going to be cameos I'd I'd venture to say but I know Rob Paulson on Twitter got some flack for it of, of just like people calling him out like what is with this new Animaniacs without the good feathers and and whatever the baby chasing the dog or whatever Mindy and it's like oh, come on Mindy that was it oh. it's like all right I'll I'll say I'll say I miss Slappy Squirrel but. Uh, at the end of the day, it's the Animaniacs themselves were my favorite bits on on mm-hmm. the show, so I'm I'm into this. Uh, yeah. He basically said, "Just you know, how about watch the show and judge it based on what it is instead of what it isn't." You know, <laughs> and I think that's uh, that's how I'm going to go into it. I, I think it's a great idea. Solid I think. advice. Yeah. Yeah. And as the person I, I, who just complained about the fact that they have no new original ideas, I am not upset about this one. Because it will yeah. have new original ideas. There, I just, I, you know, I think because I've seen remakes of shows like um, Looney Tunes and I was so disappointed every single time, I'm really, like, looking at this show and being excited about the fact that it feels like it kept the essence of what it was. Because I understand that there were issues and there were flaws with the Looney Tunes show, but it was what it was for being a product of its time. And it looks like what they are bringing back with Animaniacs is still remaining true to the essence of what it was. Well, you're also talking about something that was from the 90s as opposed to something that was from, like, the 40s. So yeah. it's a, yeah. bringing back the soul of the original Looney Tunes is a difficult task. I adore the original Looney Tunes, and I also haven't been impressed with anything new Looney Tunes that they've done over the years um, that... Probably because it's those... not racist, and that was what made it funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> like it, you. I didn't know any better when I was a kid, but like that really does seem to be the core of the humor of that series. It's oh, good. I don't know about that. I mean, my favorite Looney Tunes episode is the one with the big, the big monster, where he's <laughs> uh, such the red, the things. red one, the big red guy. Yeah. Oh, like, what is his name? Look oh, he's out got a there name. In the audience, people. <laughs> ah! I love yeah. There's just a lot of slapstick in there too. Yeah, there's a lot of really high quality slapstick stuff in in Looney Tunes. Like, it's not just the racism, but it's there's because the uh, the the closest I've seen to modern Looney Tunes um, would have to be those Mickey Mouse things that they uh, they showed up those short Mickey Mouse the shorts that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, those are the closest I've seen to the kind uh, the kind of humor like the kind of spirit that was behind the original looney tunes minus all the racism and mm. those are those are brilliant and it is, so it is possible but it's a it, it's not the easiest thing in the world to pull off i suppose but animaniacs on the other hand like yeah the world has changed a lot but not as much as it has since then and taking the whole concept of animaniacs which was so heavily based on skewering pop culture or current events, mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing that can be evergreen. Like hmm. you can make, you can do that. You can apply that exact same formula. Well written anytime because it's not 
there weren't a lot of story there weren't a lot of episodes of Animaniacs and things of Animaniacs that weren't like directly based on spoofing something that was happening in pop culture right. uh, whereas and the, the other stuff is the stuff that really stuck around which I find most interesting like the Yakko singing all the countries and whatnot that was oh God, those so are the things that people think of when they think of Animaniacs and, and that's the stuff that stuck around but even the you know the intro to the show where they're talking about Bill Clinton playing the saxophone like that show wore its personality on on its sleeve, so I have very little doubt that this show is going to be exactly what it was, but new. Yeah, and my, I think that's great. It, it's always been like a variety show, where it was just spoofing what it saw outside its own window, and yeah. if they continue down that path, it'll be fine. And it seems yeah. like the, they're not changing the animation. They maybe they're updating it slightly to give you, us different aspects of animation well, but yeah it's going to be an HD but <laughs> right but it's still it's but it it's HD but it's HD animaniacs it's not it's not uh tiny tunes from looney tunes you know what i'm saying like it's yeah it they're not CGing it and whatnot so they're they're staying true to the the original form which is what they sh- should yeah do. like the style of art is yeah. the same they haven't yeah. changed it and that's one of the best parts of that show for me so i'm very happy well, speaking of Tiny Toons, I guess let's skip forward a little bit. Uh, Variety reports, Tiny Toon Adventures reboot, Gendy, Tart- Gendy, uh, Gendy Tartakovsky series ordered at HBO Max and Cartoon Network. So it does look like the Tiny Toons are, in fact, going to get a reboot of their own. Mm, and I think that's just because of the hullabaloo from the Animaniacs. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean... You, you look at something like that that's getting all that, that hype, and really just looking at all of the popular cartoons from back then, like uh, DuckTales is doing great yeah. for itself, because it's really freaking good. And uh, so looking back at the animation of the day and saying, all right, let's, uh, what else can we pick, pick up yeah. from back then that people loved? Well, Tiny Toon Adventures, let's do it. It's I mean, another, I'm not mad at it. It's, it yeah, I mean... Honestly, this is one of the fun things about reboots, and I understand that there's always the the part of it that's like, well, yes, nobody has any new ideas, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, when you take something, a property like this, that the idea of it, the core concept of it is great, but the old, the original stuff simply does not stand the test of time. So you take that same car concept and you modernize it and... Now those characters can be enjoyed by a newer generation. Mm -hmm. And it's something for you to connect with with the next generation. Like, I can't wait till my kids are a little older to show them that recent Voltron cartoon. Mm. I'm not showing them the original. That's kind of (laughs) garbage. I loved it when I was a kid. But you go back and watch it now, it's like, wow. Animation, like, cartoons were bad. <laughs> they, they, they were cool looking, but man, it's like, it's hard to get through. It's the, the, the quality and the storytelling has gotten so much better. You know, there's obvious exceptions to that mm-hmm. rule, but, well, and, you know, obviously. There's also the, the other aspect where they, they take it and they go the complete opposite of what it once was. Like, Voltron is a, is a great example because what Voltron was to us and this new version could be the the, the current ge- uh, generation could have that same feeling that we did to the original. Exactly. Now, now when I watch something like Thundercats, Thundercats, and yeah, Thundercats War, those are not even in the, the, the they're not the same they're thing at not, all. They're not even related. Yeah. So you're not you're not introducing 
yeah. that. So you're not you're not able to share that experience and that reverence with your kids with a new quality. And also, the, 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 especially when you're look, looking at something like Tiny Toon Adventures and Animaniacs, where I tried showing the kids old episodes of Animaniacs because, like, man, I love this show. Mm-hmm. And the few things that showed up that were specifically Animaniacs were funny. But all the rest of it is these references to what was happening at the time. And yeah. they have no connection to it because they didn't exist back then. Mm-hmm. So that, And that's the problem with shows like that that are so heavily based on re- riffing on pop culture. Like very specifically, this is what's happening at the time. When you go to show them to the next generation, the, the, the jokes about celebrities of the age, they don't make any sense to them. And so much of that old show is is based on that so when you make when you do look at something like animaniacs where they're just going all right we're just gonna make new episodes that's great because the same sense of humor is there but now it's about things that kids can relate to um so mm-hmm. that the whole remake culture thing is in some ways is some ways bad and some ways um i think we're getting more good than we are bad like shira that was a really good Right, she Shira was a great reinvention of uh, that property. Thunder, uh, I loved Voltron. Lord, Lord Voltron, uh, and, you know, there's Ducktales. Yep. Just I can't say enough good things about it. And it's really cool to get to experience those characters with my kids in such a new high quality. And and I, I experience a lot of the, these same things in video games, where there's something like inherently like here's what it here's what it is because this is what we were capable of back then but we're capable of so much more now Mm. wouldn't it be cool if we took these things that we couldn't properly realize back then and realize and now now. we can and that's what's good about remakes now when you have crappy remakes and cash grab remakes and or remakes that just seem like a kind of a bad idea like rebooting short circuit uh (laughs) I saw that and I thought of you immediately for some reason. Because <laughs> I love those movies. Uh, I, I could I can never show them to my kid. No. <laughs> for the longest time. So I, short circuit, there was a, a, an Indian guy sorry, throughout, the enti- throughout the entirety of the movie who was an Indian. But I had no I idea. Had no I idea always thought either. Fisher Stevens was an Indian guy. I didn't know he was a white dude in brown face. <laughs> it was bad. Anywho, Short Circuit was a movie about this robot that gets struck by lightning and becomes sentient. Oh. So you had to go Man, that far back. Man, you know what back. that reminds me of that we watched recently? Don't do it. No, we're moving on. <laughs> um, so as long as Animaniacs... Still to this day has one of the best visual gags ever on television, and that is the fingerprints joke mm-hmm. done by Dot. And as long as I'm getting quality comedy <laughs> like that, I'm okay. <laughs> that was one fun thing about going back and watching old Animaniacs is like catching all that stuff that flew over my head as a kid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh. Tell me, no, tell I don't me the think thing so. about fingerprints. I, we'll t- I'll know. tell you later. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck right off, you old people, okay? All right, Chris, so come on. You, you, you teased me by elders, skipping Angie. straight through. <laughs> let's talk about Sabrina, you son of a... Uh, yes, the chilling episode, <laughs> the chilling That's adventures of Sabrina. Final season arrives December 31st. This comes to us from Unilad... Own Unilad? I don't know. Whatever. 
unilad.com have at it dot co dot uk Ooh, there you go it's all british and stuff how fancy fancy uh, it's a fancy uh, so yeah website. so none of us are british here is is over uh and will be uh airing its final season uh, on the last day of 2020 karen you're right over there? actively angry <laughs> Way to end the fucking year, 2020. Way to go. Kill my favorite show on the way out the door. Why oh, don't I you? am ready for it. I will hold the stake at my hands. Wow. <laughs> anyway. I'm totally just kidding. I, I feel bad because I know that you really like that show, and I just didn't care to finish it, so... And that's fine. But we now that it's all like the same things. Well, you know, the th- now that it's actually like ending for real and I know that it's going to end and it's not so far from where I was, I can go back and I can what do it. What season is it ending with? Four. Holy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry I asked. <laughs> how how Dude, very they dare you. Going, but I'm very angry that they're not. Like there's no good reason for it. It's just stupid. And I'm mad about it, in case okay. you couldn't tell. I see, yes. I had no idea. I can actually feel the heat right now. <laughs> <sighs> well, now we have an end date, and, you know, I'll cry over Supernatural. You can well, yeah, be upset you, about this. Wow, you're having, this is, I'm man, having, 2020 sucks. Yeah, but there's good news, there's <laughs> good guys, news coming. That, no, you that's guys, 2021. <laughs> Oh, wait, yeah, uh, even the Doctor Who thing is 2021. Yeah. John Oliver did a, a thing to end his season this week where um, he was, uh, at the end of his show, he, like, got up from his desk and walked out, and it, it, you know, made it look like that he was inside of a giant structure in the shape of the the number 2020, and he, like, walked a good distance away from it and then, like, had a button in his hand, and he was like, fuck you 2020 hit the button and the entire thing exploded it's so goddamn cathartic <laughs> i haven't watched that yet oh you gotta Giant check it cartoon out. plunger with the bomb that's <laughs> and he just you know standing there as in like several yards off in the distance it's exploding behind him like in an action movie nice very well played very nicely it's very you know watch it over and over on a loop it'll make you feel better I'm quite all right with that. Well, speaking of things that some of us are at least quite all right with, uh, Deadline.com says that Moon Knight, Oscar Isaac tapped to star in Marvel and Disney Plus series. Uh, I don't know if this is 100% confirmed or anything. But nope. It does seem to be uh, pointed in that direction. So uh, what, what, are, what are our thoughts here? It referenced the She-Hulk thing that we talked about last time and therefore had no validity to me. And I'm so mad because we have been waiting for this. Evan deserves this, damn it. Yeah, but I I want the real information. And someone, I don't even remember who I was talking to. Like when this came out, of course, when this news came out, my phone explodes. My Facebook (laughs) lights up. Like everybody said, I'm like, yes, I, I, I pay attention. I get it. I got it. Thank you. Like... Not in my top five. Like I wouldn't have picked Oscar Eyes. I would not have. Okay, I don't. I all he, all he. I'm not as big of a fan of Star Wars. It's, and I understand why, because it's Disney, and he's probably got a multi-contract deal, and so on. I get it. I'm sure he'll do fine if he does get it. Not, not my pick. So, not my Moon Knight. No, it, I'll watch it and I'll enjoy the shit out of it, even if it's bad. It's just, it is what it is. 
It says that here that Jeremy Slater, who developed and wrote Netflix's series adaptation of The Umbrella Academy, has been tapped to develop and lead the writing team Ooh, on the series. Which I saw that as well, and that that pleased me. That's 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 some I, good news right yeah. there. I haven't yeah, seen Oscar, just... Oscar Isaac in anything other than Star Wars, but I'm told that he is. I, I am to understand that he is very good in all of the different things that he has done. Um, he is a very versatile actor, which is what you would need for Moon Knight. Very yeah. much so. You, so I I think this is a really solid choice. It winds up being more than a rumor, but like Angie said, this is. You know, they're talking about, uh, the, and, and there's a paragraph at the end here to say that it's uh, Tatiana Maslany, who was recently tapped to play She-Hulk, not hap- didn't happen, right. uh, and WandaVision, eyes a premiere date before the end of the year, also not happening. So, uh, you know, th- let's take this with a, a, a quarter pounder with cheese, and because um, that's a lot of salt. Yes. And... Uh, just kind of like sit in the cautiously optimistic bandwagon and say that Moon Knight is going to be a TV series and someday as long as we make someone it to is going to be in it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, somebody's going to star in it, and that is a good thing. Moon I mean, Knight will come out when we get our Avatar show, Chris. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Well, here's I, my thought. Okay, no, go ahead. Uh, well, it's funny that you mentioned Avatar because I saw as we were getting ready to to record tonight, I saw this article and i'm air quoting that you know so live action versions of avatar look at the pictures and it was some artist representation i hate it when they do that because i immediately thought it was actually like real oh my god that's you know costume designs and whatnot no it's not and that's the first news i've heard since the last time we talked about the live action which what were the the seven months ago (laughs) creators were leaving the show so Yeah. yeah, yeah not not filling me with tons of confidence on the avatar uh situation but i will say this about disney plus they haven't had a lot of original content so far um, right but mandalorian has been pretty solid mm-hmm. and we have been uh karen and i have been rewatching the mcu which has just been just wonderfully delightful and thinking about applying the same kind of quality control to MCU shows as they are to Star Wars, I can't guarantee that that's going to happen. But if that's what we're in for, I'm pretty gosh dang excited. Yeah. So, uh, really, WandaVision's going to be a real test, right? And it, it, it's strange that that's the one that's coming up first. We may as well hit that story while we're here. WandaVision, uh, comicbook.com reports that WandaVision release date has been revealed. It is going to be... January 15th. January 15th. So that's really not that far off. But this show's going to be weird. Yeah. There's just no two ways about it. It's got a really strange situation going on. And for the first new official like now there's no getting around it this is officially tied into the mcu unlike shield where they had some wiggle room and they just kind of said nah by the end of it uh, wandavision is inextricably linked to the mcu as are all of these other shows that they announced um that are just like no these are part of the mc as much of a part of the mcu as the movies are going forward and to have Wanda and Vision be the characters that are the first ones out of the gate and to have it be a show that is this bizarre, it's a bold choice. Like, this is not a safe series to start on, and I really appreciate it, but I'm also, like, kind of scared. 
You know, it'd be funny if like all of the imagery that we've seen so far, all of the wacky shit that we've seen is just in episode one. And then the rest <laughs> of the season is like a gritty, you know, Marvel MCU show. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, um, this is a quote from the article on comic book. Uh, the tone of WandaVision will also be much stranger than anything else the franchise has released to this point. In an interview earlier this year, Paul Bettany referred to the series as, quote, bonkers. Nice. <laughs> All right. And well, Paul she... Bettany is pretty bonkers himself, so. Yeah. yeah. That should, you know, if he's saying it's bonkers, it really is something. I'm well, oh, I think this comic, is the, oh, crazy. The, sorry, this is the actual quote. You quote, yes, I'm back for WandaVision. I am such an admirer of Kevin Feige. He said he has taken such a risk with the show and the concept of the show. It's beautifully written, and her staff of writers is fucking bonkers. <laughs> I mean, it's so out there and nuts, the choices that they're making, and fans will not have to wait much longer. Uh, that's that, that fills me with joy. Uh, I do think it's... Um, Oh, I forgot about this. Cat Dennings, Dennings is returning as Darcy Lewis. Yeah. In WandaVision. That I forgot all about that. That's such a strange connection. It really is. But I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Monica Rambeau. Who's Monica Rambeau? She's the pilot from Captain Marvel, the other one. There it is. Or Her friend, might, right? Maybe the daughter of mm. the pilot. A, a daughter of the friend. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think Maria was the mom. And the daughter was Monica. Ooh, oh, yeah. She young Monica also... first appeared in Captain Marvel, which was set in the 90s. Uh, so, yeah. She Tayona was... Paris is set to take on the role of an older Monica Rambeau. Who boy, once, oh, boy. That character in the comics was Captain Marvel for a minute. If I'm not mistaken. Oh so God. many interesting things. So <laughs> All right. Well, that's, scroll, scroll, that's... scroll it back. Where were we? <laughs> Yeah, where were we? Marvel. That's fun. I... <laughs> we're back to something that is far less exciting and of less quality. Yeah, Aww. there was a trailer released for Saved by the Bell. Does anyone care? Nope. Not terribly. I used to watch the crap out of it when I was a kid, and now we have the Peacock app, so I probably will like look at it, maybe, for like morbid curiosity's sake. We'll say that the Peacock app is a hunk of shit. <laughs> <laughs> is it bad? Is it bad, man? <laughs> Well, we watched a movie on it because uh, it was just, it was there. It was okay. free. It wasn't on Plex, and we didn't feel like bothering you. Um, <laughs> so, All right. um, like, we didn't know if you were home or whatever. Like, we were, like, the kids were ready to watch it. Um, so, and it had ads in the middle of the movie. Like, every, oh, no. what, 20, 30 minutes, they'd take an ad break and play, like, seven commercials. The uh. same seven commercials. Ugh. Every time. Oh, and it wasn't like, you know, you're watching a show that originally aired on network television and there are commercial breaks. It just picked spots in the middle of the movie to like drop an ad break. And like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Peacock. Mm. I mean, I, I presume there's a paid version of Peacock out there that I am not interested in, um, <laughs> but <laughs> that, that won't really? do that. Really? Why not? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> That's why. How else will we watch? Exactly. <laughs> really? Shrek? Oh, that's that's that you were watching it, I don't have that? Come on. I'm going to have to say, I am intrigued by the trailer for Saved by the Bell, and I'm not a fan of the show, the original. Did not watch it. Not that I didn't Who think it was good, I just didn't watch Prince it. Who's playing the Prince of 
people. They brought back cast members from the original show to yeah. play a bunch of the staff. So I think it might did. be one yeah, of them. I don't know. Money. Well, I think in the one of the newer Saved by the Bell shows, the principal was Screech. Right. But that's not happening. That's not happening now. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know, man. I used to watch the heck out of a... Uh, uh, this show when I was a kid and it's uh, it's definitely one of those things that again doesn't really age really well no it does the, not the best thing to come out of it was the whole Zach Morris is trash series Zach if you've never Morris watched that I, I, I brought that up on the show before if you've never watched Zach Morris is trash <laughs> watch it it's great it's just, if you used to watch Saved by the Bell just points out all the, the it, it shows you like through so many different lenses to watch it in and now it's so much better it's so much more entertaining i think the bottom line of this reboot is um that i'm a 41 year old white woman and so i'm required by law to watch oh it. yeah <laughs> i that the the image that pops up and i'm assuming it's the principal in the background they're gonna pull my card <laughs> john michael higgins he's the guy that the the misogynist from pitch perfect the the announcer guy oh, oh my god i love that guy <laughs> i do too i love that that character in pitch perfect anyway yeah all right um, moving on to the next story uh somebody's gonna have to tell me about this mindy kaling uh this comes from the hollywood reporter by the way mindy kaling to star in produce adaptation of jennifer weiner's good in bed for hbo max uh yes uh, I'm Why do I know that name? Jennifer Weiner? Yeah, Weiner. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, I have about 18 of her books on my shelf. You were definitely into... The, you've definitely talked to me about this woman before. Yes. Um, she is one of the kingpins of, like, modern, um, you know, what what used to be called chick lit. Um, it's... <laughs> so, Good in Bed was her first big hit novel, and um, they've made movies of... Some of her books before in her shoes was one of them and had Cameron Diaz in it, I think. Um, and they may have made another one. There's, she's had a lot of projects optioned and then die in development. Um, mm -hmm. But this is exciting. Um, good and Bed is a really good book. Um, I like Mindy Kaling and I have faith in Mindy Kaling. I think it's a little bit of a weird choice. It's been a long time since I read the book, but I have a memory of the main character being extremely Jewish. So for it to be played so by Mindy Kaling is like, I mean, they can, you know, they're going to adapt it for TV so they can, you know, change whatever details they want to. But I feel like something about her being Jewish was like inherent to her character. So there's going to have to be some kind of, you know, some kind of parallel to that with whatever they do to make the character work for Mindy Kaling. But it's a, it's a good story. It's a... a I can't even remind, re, like, I can't even coherently explain the plot, but uh, it's just about a woman who was, you know, dumped by, uh, dumped by a guy who was a jackass and ended up just, you know, finding herself and becoming a lot better off because of it. So, um, nice. sounds good. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, it's also, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a funny book, but uh, it's a little bit more serious than I think some of the uh, things that Mindy Kaling is not straight comedy like Mindy Kaling is traditionally known for. So um could be good. Uh, I liked what 
Mindy Kaling did with um, what the hell was that movie called? Late Night with Emma Thompson, where she was playing a, oh, yeah, a writer on good. a late night staff. That was pretty good. Um, she did a great job with that. So, uh, so I think this could be really good. I'm interested to see where it goes. Cool. Well, Is there speaking any? Speaking of things, no, sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. I just wanted to know, like, I didn't really know anything about that, so I kind of very quickly skimmed. Was there anything about like the release for it, or just? No, I think it's just in development. Okay. Neat. Well, uh, things that I'm excited about uh, <laughs> just popped into my head uh, that I, I wanted to mention that I believe today, the 17th of November, when we're recording this, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. I saw that and thought of you as well. God damn it. <laughs> I need to watch this before I watch it with the kids because they haven't seen... like Ellie hasn't seen you a lot of it. Oh. Right. And John still hasn't seen episodes eight and nine, so I want to make sure it's not full of any like ridiculous spoilers. But for th- I'm excited to watch it because the Lego, ho- the Lego Star Wars holiday movie. Yeah. Okay. I, I, in my heart immediately made made me think that it was just a blatant ripoff of the holiday special, just in Lego form, and that would be amazing. Well, it's it's about preparing for Life Day, but it's it's all new, so it's a. Okay. Uh, I'm because it involves the new new characters like Ray and stuff, but it's also got like Darth Maul's in it, and oh I don't know because it's Lego because it's it, cause it's Lego because so it doesn't really make any sense, but it's also like they make a lot of jokes about Star Wars mythology, so I want to make sure that they're not like spoiling anything uh, in here before I show it to them. But that's a Disney. I feel like they it's on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I have the highest of hopes that this is going to be a new holiday uh, uh, holiday thing for me. Yay. I'm kind of bummed at the amount of people they didn't get to do voices in this. Like, Billy D. Williams is Lando, but... Um, you He's know, Lando uh, in everything that he does, uh, but he, <laughs> no matter yeah, what. Yeah, he wasn't... <laughs> you, all you have to do is ask nicely. <laughs> like, uh, uh, Ray isn't... Uh, Ray? Rose is, Ray isn't, uh, Anakin... Well, Anakin was Matt Lanter, so he was Anakin from the uh, the Clone Wars cartoon. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm kind of excited about it. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. John Stewart, the reported from again Hollywood Reporter. John Stewart returns with current affairs series for Apple. I'm ready. Yeah. 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 Anything he touches, I like. I loved him. On, I loved watching The Daily Show with John Stewart for. Yeah. For years, years and years and years, I just loved, loved watching it. I love the way he communicates. I love, love his jokes, and which is weird because I never, I never connected to his uh, the John Stewart show on MTV way back in the day. I think I was just a little too young for it. It didn't, mm. yeah. it didn't really get me. And I was one of those people that was like, I thought Craig Kilborn was hilarious, and then like. The Daily Show. He left. He left the Daily Show, and they replaced him with John Stewart. It's like the guy from the John Stewart. The, what that old? Why? And I was like super not into it at first, and then he won me over in very short order. Like, oh, okay. oh yeah, this is fantastic. So, and uh, Trevor Noah's doing it. Uh, he's he's making it his own thing. Yeah, I enjoy watching the show with him, but it's not the same. It's no. just not anywhere near what that show was. It was. It was a breath of fresh air, and the, to to find out that he's uh, coming back to to do something even similar to it is just is just delightful. And I I love the fact that like he 
there's just something about the way that he articulates his information, the way he presents things that makes me care about stuff I don't normally care about. Like, mm-hmm. that was just something that I really enjoyed. I find him very engaging. Uh, and I, after he left The Daily Show, like, I kind of, I was just like, I lost track. So I'm very it's excited. Because he's been fighting for the rights of um, 9/11 first no, responders pretty much since then. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought he had made some, like I thought he made like a documentary and, like I thought he was doing other things as well, uh, leading up to his departure from the show. Uh, and I just like, I don't know. I just went through like a weird phase where I just like, I guess I had like. You know, it ended. I was sad. But I did get to, fun fact, I got to see one of his final episodes live. Oh, really? cool. Yeah. That was really, really awesome. Um, and going to the studio and, like, getting to see him up close and, and getting, you know, because they do, like, Q&A. Um, mm-hmm. And you get to just watch, like, the cameras move around and stuff. And you could just, like, feel the love in the air for everyone who had worked on that show and worked with him, like, just the fact that he was so respected. Uh, I'm I'm just really looking forward to him making more content, so. It was a pretty magical point in TV history, that show. Yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, we're still seeing the effects of it today. It's late-night TV is all news shows now, like, the daily show it was just attempting to recapture that magic over and over again and and nothing really quite has but and yeah to to have a bit of a segue here in a similar situation to see a show that karen and i got to see live uh some unfortunate news uh tmz tmz among others reported alex trebek dead at 80 Uh, we reported before that he was uh fighting some pretty serious pancreatic cancer and you know, dude was like, you know, Old. I've already lived longer than I should. So, <laughs> like, with the pancreatic cancer, like, it had a crazy high morta- mortality rate. And he was... And he's he, stage four. Yeah. Like, there was... He battled it pretty harsh. Now, I, I, Karen and I went to go see a, a taping of Jeopardy once, and that was one of the coolest things I've ever done. That was that was awesome. Um, I don't know. When, I, when, when Karen and I first got together, she watched Jeopardy every single day. Uh, so what, what are, what are your thoughts on, on this? Um, it's, I've always had a love hate relationship with Trebek. Um, (laughs) you know, I'll always love him for what he had, you know, what he, what the show became because of him. But also I just, oh, it always just bugged me that he acted like he knew everything when it was on the freaking cards, man. (laughs) 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 Um, but you know. Jeopardy is what it is because of him. So that is a that is a painful loss. Even though it's been a long time since I've been able to watch Jeopardy on the reg, it was a uh, it was a big part of my life at one point. It was you know <laughs> something I could relate to older people in my life on because yes. you know at in my twenties I'm like yep gotta watch the Jeopardy every single night and oh, yeah. I killed the game man um i even took the test once nice. i did not you know remotely make it on the show but that the, the funny thing about taking the test is they tell you that um they just tell you you if you got in or not they don't tell you you know what you scored or what questions you got right or wrong so like you can tell people i tested for jeopardy and i missed it by one question <laughs> which is <technically laughs> and, and it could true. be true and you don't know you don't know so uh Good but to yeah know. this i am uh I am sad for this um, and sad for him and his loved ones. Um, 
There's a now a campaign to have him replaced by LeVar Burton. I think that's a good um, pull. I liked that yeah. idea. Uh, which LeVar Burton has embraced. He's like, look, I don't know. You know, nobody's reached out to me. I don't know that this is going to happen, but I love my fans for like thinking that much of me that, you know, I would be a good replacement. I've seen a couple other names thrown out. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson would be one, which I don't know. I don't love him, so. Um, Oscar Oscar Isaacs, oddly enough. Oscar Isaac could host, you know, you never know. Maybe Drew Carey could take over. He seems to be doing that for game show hosts that, that go, you know, off Johnny to Depp. The, the farm in, in upstate. Scarlett Johansson could get it. I mean, you, you never, yeah. know. never know. Just give everything to Johnny Depp. Just call but Tim Burton. He had taped episodes, I think, through the end of this year. So Jeopardy will be airing as as we know it. Uh, just another fuck you from 2020. Woohoo! Yes, it's almost indeed. over. We have to look up. I have to look up the the link for that thing, that explosion thing, and put it in the show notes. <laughs> so you can all enjoy it. All right, we still got a bunch to get through here. So uh, this isn't. There's not much to report here, but Doctor Who TV tells us that series 13 has begun filming. Yay! Congratulations, Karen. <laughs> there is a little bit more news in that story which is that because of covid restrictions and everything taking longer because of them it's a shorter they season. are going down to eight episodes Son of yeah but they're they're still making it like at this point the fact that they got everyone together that people feel safe enough to to be working together on the production of it like i i still count this as a win even with a shorter season it is. It's just so hard. You know, you wait so long for an episode, a new episode of Doctor Who and then to find out that it's yeah. not going to be as much as it usually is. It's like, oh, that hurts. Are you excited for the Daleks to come back for the special? Uh, yes, I am. I am excited for that. So we will get that at the holidays at least. I'll hold this over until I can't remember if the article said. I think autumn is when they're planning to air the air the next season so holy bananas that's a long time dude is, uh... but i mean this year it kind of just doesn't matter because everything has been a long time since the things came <laughs> back so yeah, yeah. <laughs> well let's see we've got a variety uh variety.com reporting conan o'brien to end tbs late night show in 2021 sets weekly hbo max variety series i think this is a really good call for him um yeah. After the shafting that NBC gave him to uh, make Jay Leno happy, uh, he went over to TBS, and that obviously, because I saw a really funny exchange on Twitter that really uh, uh, summed this up. Somebody said, you know, is it's a shame that this TBS uh, late night show never caught on the way, uh, never really caught on with popular culture. And then somebody replied, well, to be fair, TBS never really caught on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny right there. I don't care who you are. <laughs> it's the, some good comedy. Uh, and, and it's true. It's Conan's just, he's such a funny guy. And I mean, I haven't spent a ton of time watching his shows, but it, uh, a roommate of mine, we used to watch uh, uh, Conan a couple times a week. And, um, you know, back in the old days and, uh, I've, what I've seen of his newer show on TBS has been very entertaining, but, uh, changing to a weekly format for HBO, I think is a really good idea because of how well it worked out. It's worked out for like John Oliver and this, uh, last week tonight. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I think, uh, doing it nightly 
is a, is certainly a thing, but it's like it's not really necessary. And uh, yeah, I, I think it it's gives a good them move. more time to like develop the jokes and see how the stories of the week develop before you jump on them. You know, mm-hmm. well, yeah. that and doing it nightly gives you more opportunities for crappier episodes. There's just more yeah. possibilities to fail. So, I, I think I think this is uh, I think it's good news. Good news, and I'm I, I'm glad to see that. Uh, Conan is going because uh, HBO stuff gets attention. You know, mm-hmm. TBS is TBS. It's his it's show is station. only ever going to get so popular on that channel, and the, I, I wish him all the best on this uh, on this new one. Uh, from IGN.com, Angie, you uh, pointed out that Wonder Girl TV series is in the works at the CW. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> they're god! Just, they're just going to chip away at every single DC property. No, okay, uh, until okay. <gasps> okay. the but, entire channel is just going to be DC shows. But this, this is like so freaking new. And the thing that's crazy about this is that the Wonder Girl show that they're doing is actually Yara Floor, who was designed by my girl Joelle Jones. And I say that like we're friends. We're not, but we should be because I love her. So um, they and the the thing that's crazy, like I was trying to find more stuff on this because as soon as I saw that her name was attached to that, well, actually that's a lie. I saw Wonder Girl TV series and I was like, oh, what's this? And then I saw her art and I went, I know who drew this. And then I went further down the rabbit hole. And apparently, like, she's working on a series, uh, the Future State series, that isn't even being launched until early 2021. Like, her first, she wrote and... This isn't... Okay. Yeah, she wrote and drew a storyline that is being published. I think there's, I don't, I think it's like a short, uh, like a short run that she's doing, but I think the first issue that she's, that she worked on comes out in January. So like, this is a Brazilian version of Wonder Woman. It's like a different Amazonian tribe, basically. And that is where the stories come from. Like that's, that's where this whole Wonder Girl thing is coming from. And, um, the, uh, who is it? There Uh, have been other Wonder Girl characters though, right? This isn't a new, this is, this is not a new character. This is a new Wonder Girl. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's where, that's where my disconnect was. I'm I'm reading this like this character hasn't even shown up yet. Like, wait a minute. I know Wonder Mm -hmm. Girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is like a whole new direction and I'm just like really excited. I think. So wait, you're saying that Joelle, Joelle Jones wrote it as well. Yeah. Like this, not necessarily, I don't know how much of the adaptation they're taking from her story that she wrote, but she just did the future state series stuff that is coming out in January, she wrote and drew like this stuff, just like the when they did the new launch of the Catwoman series, and mm-hmm. Joelle started out drawing the first like six to six or so issues, and then she kept writing. Like mm-hmm. it's similar, it's similar to she's that where really, they were like, really "Hey, writer. just um, you know, write and draw something amazing because you're Joelle Jones, and that's just what you do." Um, and she so, was like, "Okay, uh-huh. yeah, I'll so take that check." I Thank like. You. Oh my god, I'm so freaking excited. I'm trying so hard not to like nerd girl and like cry at the Failing same time. Failing miserably, honey. I know. You know that. I just I'm Fail. I'm like I love Joel Jones' work and I just think it's amazing that like she's so good that they were like, Oh yeah. Yeah, this premise that you have that hasn't even been published in comic this book form. This idea that you have. Yeah, let's just, you know, book. fucking take mm-hmm. it and turn it into a TV show because why not? Balls to the wall. Um 
and so and and also there um i don't know how much it matters but the show run the executive producer slash co-showrunner that worked on queen of the south which i thought was actually a really cool show for the few episodes i did get to see um is supposed to be working on it so i think that that's really awesome so oh. yeah i'm just like oh my god i'm ready i don't know who they're casting i don't know i don't know anything but like give me everything <laughs> i want it now nice. all right yeah so well, on a completely unrelated spectrum here, Kotaku.com reports, I love this, NFL cancels Pro Bowl, we'll play it in Madden instead. And you know what I read? I didn't hear Will play it in Madden. I said, NFL cancels Pro Bowl, they're going to just play Madden instead. Like, they're going out as a group, not televising anything, they're just going to get together and play, you know, some video game football. So, this is a, I mean... Kind of a neat thing, I guess. Uh, though th- we don't know who's going to be actually playing the game yet. Does it matter? Get, does I feel it, like it kind of does, does it because otherwise like you're simulation just... games. Oh, well, I, I don't know. Are they? Ju- I don't think they're just going to let the game run itself. I mean, I feel like if cool. they're going to televise something, uh, they should they should have somebody of interest playing it, like. Oh yeah, they should. I, don't I mean, know, it's the football o- players or, or something like I, I don't know. The coaches that not only <laughs> not only will we get to see a really bad football game, but really bad people playing video games. Oh yes, I'm on board for should that. Should be fun. <laughs> One of the things that they pointed out in here that's interesting about this is that the the Pro Bowl usually doesn't actually have most of the best players. No, because uh, like they don't want to. Get injured, Risk getting injured, yeah, playing for fun. Yeah, so this could be like, all right, here's all the best players. Let's yeah. simulate them playing football together. I don't know. It's it's a weird story. But they're it's... voting. Uh, from I understand, they're voting on the players to be playing in it, and mm. that and it, it even if it was a simulation game, like the Madden, from my recollection, will take stats and all of that into consideration, and 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 oh yeah, play the game now. I think it would be heightened by having a person of note playing the games, whether mm-hmm. I think it might be better off like a celebrity, not like, you know, the world's best Madden players that, you know, you know, Steve and his mom's basement kind of thing like that. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a good idea, but getting other celebrities involved, that would that would they could make like serious money. on Austin that. Creed, do it. You know what else would be really cool is if it had actual live commentators, like instead of the game yeah. commentators, like, like like they do with Marvels. Moot that! Oh my man, I love the Marvel stuff. We were just watching more of it the other day. We're still digging Mar- Jelly's Marvel runs, man. That channel is awesome. Uh, we're we're a little behind. We just watched the Halloween special the other day. But, uh, uh, how very dare you! Getting behind. Love that channel. Uh, so. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to. I'd like to see them like do it with live commenta- commentary. Like have them, the sportscasters just watch <laughs> just, it go. Just the guy from the Jellies do this commentating because he's good. Yo, he's great. <laughs> 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 All right, our last story to wrap things up tonight uh, from NBC News: Charlie Brown fans upset over Peanuts holiday specials moving exclusively to Apple TV Plus. Right. Uh, so apparently, Apple will provide limited free access. To anyone who wants to watch them, honestly, I'm sure that the people that are upset about this are just upset on the principle, mm-hmm. right? Like, not, guys, they're not that good. Like they're but, classics, whether they're good or not, they are classics, and it is a staple of the holidays 
for the Charlie Brown series to be watched. Or at least um. to air, not necessarily to be watched, because I don't think anyone's watching them when they're on. That's like we tried watching them with the kids, and our kids were bored out of their minds. But it's not for your kids; it's for you. No, but we didn't enjoy watching it either. No. So, like, I'm not saying that they're for? all bad, but it's there comes a certain point, like. I will watch Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol to the end of my days, but you know what? I'm going to pop in my DVD and do it. I don't need it to air on broadcast television because who the hell cares what's on broadcast TV anymore? At my job just yesterday, we were having I was having a conversation with one of my employees who is like, I'm going to say like 22 years old, and the Charlie Brown Christmas special came up in just casual conversation. I don't know how it happened, but it did. And I looked at him and I go, have you watched that? He goes, yeah, I love that. I love that show. But when, you know, when Linus gets all Jesus-y, it kind of throws me off. (laughs) What? And then he's correct. He he actually (laughs) recited the part of the show where that blanket carrying kid goes all Bible-y on us. I'm like, man, my brain just fogs over all of that. That's why they're not that good. Your brain, like, remembers them fondly, but, like, if you actually watch them and pay attention to what's happening, you're like, what the fuck is what this? The hell? Is Prepare he to still? not be surprised at all, but guess who hasn't ever seen any of them? Oh, that will change. And Ooh, you're doing just you. fine. Right? I feel Are like I've though? missed nothing. Who is she the great is. pumpkin? I mean, really? All I right. just... I. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like, it sure, is what it is. They're going to be would, available. It, I, I, it it's was not really like if you want to watch this, you can't. Like, this is this I'm just isn't going to be hard that, to watch. That the creators or whoever actually owned it sold it to Apple. That's just that surprised me. Yeah, apparently that happened back in 2018. Yeah, yeah you know, it's it's a property. They, it's a thing. It is. It's a thing. People Charles saw stuff. Charles Schultz estate needs to get paid. Yep. <laughs> oh, all right. Euro itchy and scratchy land open for business. <laughs> my last paycheck bounced. My children need wine. <laughs> anyway, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> good, good times. That, that's all the news. That uh, that that's fit to news. I, uh, my my favorite news thing was from the uh, the Daily Show. As a matter of fact, when news breaks, we fix it. I've always <laughs> yep. loved that uh, that tagline, and I'd steal it. Except you know, I'm not He's a coming thief. Back anyway, you may find me yell at us. <laughs> yeah, that's our show. Thank you everybody for listening. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. And Angie, where can people find you? Twitch.tv slash LaraCraft13. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh, original content. A reminder to everybody that our homework is Season 2 of The Mandalorian, now airing on Disney+. Plus. So if you haven't watched any of it and you'd like to watch along with us, 
go for it, man. It's a great show. Yay, Star Wars. And I'll throw my uh, my Clone Wars rehash into the show notes. So if you really want to dive in and watch Clone Wars, again, prepare yourself for a little bit of schlock, but it will pay off. That show is excellent. The watch list. Do it. Word. All right. That's it from us at this week's episode. Um, I'm Chris. I'm Karen. I'm Angie. I got nothing. (laughs) Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.